that was the hungriest I've ever seen the Browns look. And I've, and I've mm-hmm. been watching the team as far back as I can remember. I, I used to watch the Browns with my dad when I was a little kid. You know, I, I actually remember some of those uh, playoff heartbreak games against Denver. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. All right, I have to, I have to ask you. Now, Dale and I are Browns fans, so obviously we experience a different side of the coin to this. You, there's no way, there's no way you could have expected anything like that, especially the beginning of that game as a Steelers fan. Take me inside, like, the mind of a Steelers fan while while that. You want to know what I actually thought? Like, the moment, well, I'll, I'll give you my exact. The moment Pouncey threw that snap over Ben's head and it was a touchdown, I said, that's it. I said to Adam, I go, it's that they're losing. Like I knew from that moment that game was that over. he was gonna that he was going to retire. No, not he was gonna retire. I knew that the game was over. I mean, and maybe other Steelers fans will tell you differently that they didn't think that, but I just I don't know. I knew when you start a game off like that, it's like a omen. It's like a sign. I said this is not good. And then Ben threw an interception. And then another interception, and then another interception, and then I yeah. I have to admit, I, I didn't enjoy the game as much knowing how upset some of my Steelers fan friends were going to be. I mean, I obviously I was hoping for a victory. I mean, I know I made the pick on the podcast that the Browns are going to win. I'm not sure if I really believed that or not. I think I just was. I think you playing a role, it. so to speak. Yeah, I think you. Believed I mean, it, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't truly. I didn't truly believe. The Browns had a chance. Um, I mean, I thought they had a chance. I just didn't. I didn't truly believe the Browns were going to win that game until that first play. And I was like, "Oh my God, they are. They actually are going to do this." Now they were scaring me with their shitty ass defense <laughs> during yeah. uh, their their prevent defense, where they just let Ben chuck the ball all over the field. Mm-hmm. And I get it, and they. I mean, they proved their point. They still won. You know, it was closer than it should have been, but they still won. But, yeah, it's hard to enjoy something like that like when you're thinking about your friends that are on the other side that are just, you know. To be honest I, I would almost you, rather it be a, a nail-biter. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I tried to focus on the ones that I know that are ones that I wouldn't feel bad about it happening to them. <laughs> um. To be honest with you, I was happy the way it ended versus, like, if it would have came down to, like, a one- or three-point game, I would have been more upset. You know what I mean? Like, if they would have crawled themselves out of the hole even more, I would have been, like, more pissed. Like, you know, it's like I hate close games. Like, I hate when it's, like, a one- or three-point game being down that much, you know, because they were down at one point mm. 28 to zero. I mean, Ben, honestly, like, looking back, I don't think Tomlin resting Ben and Pouncey and TJ Watt. Oh, they look flat. flat. They look flat as Bad. fuck. I don't I, think resting them was I, smart. 
you know, they were showing them kind of getting ready and warming up and stuff during the, the pregame. And you could see it. You could see it on the screen how flat Roethlisberger looked and how flat, like, a lot of, like, when the Browns were coming out of the tunnel or when they were, like, on the field warming up, they all had, like, a hop to it. So they were kind of, like, dancing, had a hop to their step and, like, looked energized. And the Steelers looked like, you know, someone just told them they had to come to work on a Sunday when they were expecting to be off. Yeah, it was you know, definitely, like, like a lot, did. no momentum. Like, I felt like the only players that, like, actually looked like they were trying was Juju. Claypool and Schuster? Yeah, Claypool. Yeah. Um, they looked like they were the only ones out there really playing. Like, they were like, I want this. I want to play. And Well, to be fair, they weren't going against a real secondary either. <laughs> true. I mean, not 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 to be too oh, mean I about know, it. But... I know you're, you guys had a ton of people out, and um, I get that. But at the same time, like, Ben looked bad. You throw four interceptions in a game. I don't care if you throw. Everyone's well, like, well, to, he threw for 500 fair, this, yards and had four touchdowns. This is what we've been. This is what we've been trying to highlight all season. They they were getting wins, but they weren't doing. They weren't earning wins. I mean, yeah, they but were ben getting never them. Never looked that bad. But, he never looked. That uh, yeah, bad. he no, he did look that bad. He never Maybe not threw, four interceptions. Yeah, not four interceptions bad. But but he looked real bad all year. He was inefficient. We mention it all the time. He was thrown way too many times for a guy that's you know thirty nine years, thirty eight, thirty nine years old. Um, and you know we knew. I mean, not that it was frigid, but it was cold weather. And we, you know, cold weather, a guy that's old and a guy that is struggling to be efficient mm-hmm. um, and as accurate as maybe he used to be, it's not a good combination. And then, you know, you compound that with, um, you know, a running game that's completely ineffective. Um, then, you know, you know, you had to rely on him to throw yeah. 70 passes. It was like 68 times he threw. It was a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, so I said 70 to get a nice round number, but yeah, it was technically 68, but that's way too many. Way, it, way too way many. Way too many. And you know what else I thought was weird is the defense looked bad. Like, that was the worst I've ever seen that defense looked. I mean, well, like, sorry yeah. to sound like a broken record, but that we've been saying that all year, too. <laughs> you know, we've been saying that. They were giving up, you know, they, they beat Baltimore that first time, but they gave up a ton of yards. And that's what, that was kind of their MO is that they were finding these ways to win games. But when you kind of broke it down, you were looking at it and saying, most, a lot of these wins they shouldn't have gotten. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're maybe eight and no, and they, they should have been five and three. Um, and you know, sometimes that kind of stuff happens where, you know, you play thousands and thousands of NFL games over the years. Uh, you know, eventually you're going to get a team that strings together mm-hmm. a certain set of uh, of games where they far outperform their record, far outperforms what their actual team is. And this might not be the best example ever, but I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good one. I mean, you had a team that finished 12 and four, but they started what 11, uh, 11 and 0, and then proceeded to win one of their next what five. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, they they definitely fell off, and they had they had to come back from down big to to even do that one. Yeah, against the Colts. So, um, yeah, they're like, one, they one were, of the next six. They they started eleven and zero. Oh, sorry, and they sorry. twelve and five. But here's what, what I want to point out. Okay, they they kept uh, showing a stat, to, and it was supposed to be complimentary to Ben 
and that Ben Roethlisberger gets the ball, gets through the ball on average quicker than like any other quarterback. Well, they're not really saying there's a reason why. Because the offensive line is old and not mm-hmm. holding up like it used to. Mm-hmm. And he can't move. Yep. He is, it's like he has cinder blocks on his feet. He cannot move yep. and they can't stop anybody. So they are forced. When, and then whenever they have to like string a play, I mean, he does escape a little bit and he, there's been a few plays where, where, uh, but with a team like the Browns, the t- teams that can extend plays on the Browns are the ones that are going to have a lot of success. That's why the Browns struggle with Baltimore because Lamar Jackson can indefinitely extend a play and Cleveland's, you know, patchwork secondary can't hold coverages that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roethlisberger can't extend, and you, and you saw what happened when he did try to extend plays. He ends up turning the ball over. You know, yeah, um, bad. the Steelers. If the Steelers aren't going to move on from Big Ben, they need to revamp the offensive line. And I know we history would, would uh, say that that's a good offensive line. Um, well, the you know that that offensive line graded out really poorly for the year. I mean, I think it was. Uh, I think they graded out as the 29th best offensive line against the pass, so for or for pass blocking and the 30th best offensive line for run blocking. So they really didn't do that good of a, of a job uh, at anything. And you can make the case that, that their offensive coordinator deserves a lot of credit for designing the offense to to take advantage of the strengths that they did have and to get the ball out of Ben's hands quickly. Well, he's fired. They, so. they, just, fired, they just fired him. Yeah, he's got fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that... And that uh, that you know that I don't know if we're uh, I don't know I, I I was going to say I mean this to me this is and this is coming from someone that you know we've talked about before I, I grew up as an Ohio State fan as well and I grew up watching Ohio State lose to Michigan year after year after year but at a certain point there was just this turning point and there was a there was just a sea change and Shannon you might not want to hear this and I could be wrong and Eric may agree or disagree, but I almost wonder if that's what we're witnessing right now. This is a, this is a real turning point and uh, you know, kind of a, a reckoning for the Steelers here. I mean, they, they held together this year. They, they sort of had this facade of a top team in the league and in the conference that kind of crumbled and fell apart before our eyes on Sunday night. But if you look at it, you know, what do they have and what do they have moving forward? You know, and then there's Ben, they can't pay him that. I mean, literally they can pay him that, but that's a disaster for, for the team and the cap situation. If they give him that kind of money, um, he, he either needs to come back at a much reduced rate to give them some financial flexibility, uh, or he needs to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, because, there's nothing in there's nothing in that team as currently constructed that I think would give Steelers fans much hope going forward. Yeah, I already. I mean, said they need to address that that, yeah. that offensive line. They need to address the the running game. Uh, they can. I think they probably they arguably need to address the tight end spot too. I yeah. mean, I think they can feel reasonably confident in the wide receiving core as a whole. Uh, I think you have to look at Claypool as the better of the two wide receivers now. Um, you know, it's and, and even there's and there's key parts on that defense that aren't getting any younger either. No. Um, I mean, Cam Hayward 
has been excellent, but he's add another year on to, you know, on to him and, uh, you know, other guys on that team, like, uh, what Hayden and, you know, everyone's getting a little older and, uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to have to start getting creative or, um, in, in a hurry or else they, they might not be able to avoid, uh, kind of falling into a rebuilding phase for a while. Yeah. And I think if Ben doesn't restructure that contract or if he does want to stay another year, he's going to cripple the Steelers. I don't think he realizes if he stays on at 41, whatever million it is, it, it's not a good thing because they're not going to be able to pay a few players then. Bud Dupree will be yeah. gone. And honestly, the best thing he could do for them is to retire, I think. And it's probably the best career decision for him. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not realistically going to win another Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. That's, I mean, I, I, I think maybe all of us but Shannon can agree that that ship has sailed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really thought that he had it this year. I thought he was playing good. And then that game, I was like, wow. I'm like, he literally just looks, I don't know. He looked lost. He looked, like, confused at some points in the game. And, like, something just looked, like, off. I definitely wouldn't put the the Steelers' collapse entirely on Roethlisberger. Um, they knew what they had in him all year. They they failed to put any type of running game around him. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure. They didn't commit to the run. I I feel like they could have gotten some yards with James Conner. They just didn't like, – I don't know if they don't have faith in their offensive line. Maybe they don't think their offensive line can run block well enough. The Browns aren't out against the run by any means. Um, well, and they, they did get some – I mean, not nothing spectacular, but they did get some yards running the ball out of him. Better than he's been in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they – you know how you, there's the old adage that you know you when you're behind you just have to stop running the ball and you have to abandon the run, and it almost felt like you know they did that when they got behind, even though most of the time that's referring to you know trailing later on in games and not you know down 28. I, I feel like they could have, I mean, 28 in the first quarter. You know, I feel like if they if they had stayed uh, um, more disciplined and patient and used the run more, you know. They, they might have been able to bring that game all the way back. I guess I so. thought they were going to bring the game all the way back when they, right. when they cut it. Yeah. To, the first time they cut it to 12 before Chubb mm-hmm. had that long uh, screen pass that he scored on. Um, yeah. and, and that was, a, that was funny, a really great, that was a really great sequence too, where you could just tell that the Browns offense was using the, um, basically the blitz and, and they were, they were using that against the Steelers and, taking advantage of, uh, you know, screens uh, and things like that to get Chubb loose, and and he, he certainly did get loose. Dale, you know what's uh, crazy about this discussion we're having here about this game is it's, we, we talked for probably, I don't know how many minutes, and never even brought up the Browns. Usually <laughs> it's the Browns collapse that we're, we're dissecting and, and explaining why, you know, and, and really the Browns just did what they had to do and what they were supposed to do, and they overcame a lot of adversity. But I think this game is more about the Steelers' shortcomings and the Steelers' inability to win the game than it was about the Browns winning the game or not losing <laughs> the game. Um, I think you're I think you're 100 percent right because you know like usually Vegas doesn't get it wrong and you know 
there's, there's so many mitigating factors where you would think that the Browns didn't stand a chance for this game. Uh, but at the end of the day, they controlled the line of scrimmage. They had the better offensive line. And for once in the rivalry, they had the better defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Watt looked like he came to play. I didn't, I didn't even see Cam Hayward out there. Did he play? Yeah, he was. Did, did uh, what's the other guy's name to it or whatever? Did he play? Yeah, he played. Oh, I didn't hear his name. Yeah, I didn't hear their names at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going up against in in a couple of cases, uh, the Browns probably eighth and ninth best offensive lineman. Hell, they had a guy they just signed off the street. Yep. Is that the and guy that the guy named Blake that they keep talking about? Yeah, a guy named Blake. Uh, Baker Mayfield introduced himself to the beginning of the game. <laughs> never even, never even ran a snap in practice with the Browns. It's crazy. They, so they showed him, they showed him some some play cards and said, "All right, these are our plays. Go run them." Yeah, I mean, they focused on what they knew they did well. Yeah, I mean, the Browns and the, they knew they could run the ball. Uh, they knew that they they wanted to throw the ball and get the ball into. Uh, Jarvis Landry's hands, but they wanted to focus on the run, utilize the tight ends, and and keep the ball away from the Steelers. And I think to add to what you said uh, just a minute ago, Eric, another thing too is for the first time in recent memory, Browns had a lot of uh, the bounces go their way, and that hasn't you know. And there's the phrase you make your own luck, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but in quite a few of the matchups when they have been close, the Steelers have gotten the ball to bounce their way. And that was not the case at all. Uh, you know, I, it, it's never been the case that the Browns get, get a gift touchdown early and get, you know, a tipped interception or two. That's just not the way it's gone. And they got those opportunities this time. And they, the other thing is they took advantage of every, every opportunity that they were given. They could have gotten those turnovers and, not gotten points or got field goals out of all of them, but they didn't settle for that. They punched it in every single time, especially in that first quarter. They took what was given to them, and it was enough to to get that win. That was the hungriest I've ever seen the Browns look, and I've and I've mm-hmm. been watching the team as far back as I can remember. I I used to watch the Browns with my dad when I was a little kid. You know, I, I actually remember some of those uh, playoff heartbreak games against Denver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a couple of those with my dad. I, I, and I guess I, I didn't look at football the same way then as I do now, obviously. But especially in the, in the, the new era of Browns football, it's starting in 99. I've never seen them look so hungry during a game. The, like Kareem Hunt, the way Kareem Hunt was running the ball, yeah. the way Nick Chubb took off on, on that screen pass, mm-hmm. the way like even our our, our – Look, look we're, we're missing probably four of our top five defensive backs. Or at least I mean, we were. you guys will have Denzel uh-huh. Ward will be back this week, right? And then yeah, they're yeah, actually going to be back to more or less full strength. Okay. I mean, again, yeah, we, we have uh, – we're getting Johnson, who was supposed to be our slot corner this year. I don't know if they're going to move him back outside or not. But we're getting two of our top three corners back. We're getting uh, – I don't know about Petonio yet. Uh, if we can get Petonio uh, – I thought I saw that Petonio is, is back. Is he? Oh. I thought and I saw that. I, that yeah, I, I saw that Ward and Johnson were back. I hadn't seen oh, and that Stefanski's back. I had not seen anything about Petonio. But, uh, oh, dear, could that be huge? But, yeah, I, I think the Browns, you know, 
think they I think they have a chance this weekend. I think there's a lot of people that don't think they do. That's all I've been seeing all weekend is like there's no way they're beating Kansas City, but I feel like that's gonna fire Baker up. Like I think Baker likes people hating on him. He plays way better when people shit on him. You know? If they come out with the same energy, you know, like Eric was saying that they were hungry. If they come out with the same energy that they they did last Sunday, then they'll give themselves a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't know if they'll win, but they they'll give themselves a chance. And you hope you get everybody back healthy in the lineup that you possibly can. Uh, you know, if you're going to lose, you're, you you want to lose knowing that you threw everything you had at them and gave it all you had, rather than you know lost with with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I definitely would, you know, I would I would like to see that because there's some interesting ways in which the Chiefs and the Browns match up, assuming that they can be at full strength. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope that's what we get to see. Um, I wholeheartedly believe the Browns have a shot against Kansas City because they play a style of offense that is uh, kind of a, a counter to what Kansas City does. And here's the thing. Uh, who are the, the, the teams the Browns have lost to this year and we'll throw the Jets game out because that was just kind of COVID bullshit. But uh, all the teams the Browns have struggled with have much better defensive fronts than the Chiefs have. The Chiefs don't have anything special on their defensive front. The Browns should be able to run all over them and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. I, I like my chances. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns won either. Well, real quick too, Eric, kind of going along with what you're saying. Remember, well, this would be a couple of months ago now, but when the Chiefs lost to the, the Raiders, you know, one of our topics was what happened. And we talked about how the Raiders were able to successfully keep the ball away from the Chiefs offense uh, with the running game. And if there's anything that the Browns, that we know that the Browns can do effectively, it's run the ball. And exactly to your point there, if they're able to do that and keep the ball out of Kansas City's hands, and, you know, then anything can happen. It doesn't mean that if you limit the Chiefs to five possessions that they don't take all five of those in for touchdowns. But, you know, you got to do what you can to give yourself the best opportunity to win. Yes, exactly. That's very well put, Dale. I bet you both both Kevin Stefanski and um, Andy Reid are watching Raiders game film <laughs> this week. Probably. Reid's yep. probably watching the Browns-Raiders game, and Stefanski's probably watching the Chiefs-Raiders game. Yeah. To get some clues on how to match up against this other team. Now, I think the Chiefs Raiders game was a little more indicative. The Browns Raiders game was played in some really bad weather. It's almost hard to really consider that. That's different circumstances. But yeah, if you if you look at the games the Chiefs have lost and see what teams have done to them, you know, it's a lot of uh, try to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands because he's hard to stop. I, if, and if I were the Browns, if you have anything fourth and five or less, and, and if you're, you know, I don't even care if you're at your uh, 35, 40 yard line, I say go for it. Yeah. Don't punt the ball yeah. back to them. Yeah, what do they have to lose? Be aggressive. Right. You're playing with house money now, and no one thought you would get here. Lay, lay mm-hmm. it all out there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because if you get by the Chiefs, if you get by the Chiefs, you're either playing a team you've played twice before that you should have beat the last time, or you're playing a Bills team, which. You know, I, I don't know. I can't say for certain what would happen. Well, so, but, you know, if, if, they you beat, if they beat the Chiefs, then there's no reason to think that they can't beat either of the other two teams. doesn't mean it will happen. Right. 
there's absolutely no reason to think that they can't beat those teams if they knock off the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, not that you would have to pick them, but if, if again, if they beat the Chiefs, a Super Bowl win is not laughable. It could happen because you would have just to beat the defending champs. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Married to Football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show, and don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.